Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. My son is the pastor of a church, and nearly every Sunday of the year, he's preaching a sermon. He not only serves as the senior pastor of his church, but, of course, he serves as the senior pastor of his family. His family sits under his preaching on a regular basis. They get to see firsthand if his life during the week mirrors what he's preaching about on Sunday morning. Not too long ago, I was sitting around a fire, and we were sitting around talking about everything and nothing, and the topic of church music came up. And my grandson was sitting around the fire listening to this. And uh, after listening to us for a while, he finally blurted out with such passion and conviction. He said, Dad, those music ministers need to not do so much. I want to hear more of your preaching. Very flattering. But my grandson knows that what he sees on Sunday morning is exactly what he experiences throughout the week from his father loves his dad and he loves to hear his dad speak and to be with his father clearly my grandson loves his father and wants as much of him as he can get to him Sunday preaching from his father was just merely an extension of what he knew and loved every single day of the week his dad really is his reference point for just about everything good How wonderful. I sat there listening to him thinking to myself, how wonderful that my grandson loves his father, my son, as much as he does. Today's Father's Day. And uh, I know that my grandson's gonna be doing something really special for my son, his father. Father's Day is such an interesting day. Uh, It actually started being celebrated after Mother's Day. It It was actually founded in 1910 by Uh, Sonora Smart Dodd, who was the daughter of a single father who raised six children. And she loved her father and wanted to have a day that honored fathers because of the extraordinary father that she had. Her reference point about fathers was that fathers were fantastic and wonderful. She didn't have a mother, but she had an amazing father, and she felt like fathers should also be honored. Well, today... uh, Father's Day is probably celebrated in at least a hundred different countries, not always on the third Sunday of June, but most places celebrate it on this day. We live in a world today where, of course, everyone has a different father experience. And I'm sure in the days of Sonora Dodd, I'm sure there were days and there there were people there whose fathers were not really a good thought. And there were probably some there who really didn't want to celebrate Father's Day because their father experience wasn't that great. I'm aware today that uh, the name Father conjures up different images for each individual. But God created a universal need in all of us to have a Father loving and nurturing us. This is the universal need regardless of our situation. We need fathers who love love us and care for us. Not everyone loves their father like I do mine or my grandson, grandson does his. Our dads are human just like us. And they will never feel the need in us like was intended to be done by God alone. God, through his great mercy, comes to us to be that father that we need. 
Our God is Father to us, a good, good Father. And our focus has to change. Uh, we will always be able to see the weaknesses of our earthly fathers. Why? Because they're weak. Only God the Father is strong. I was unable to see God until I looked past my earthly father here. I'll never forget sitting in a Sunday school class. So my dad's a pastor, and uh, I was sitting in a, in a afternoon class on a Sunday afternoon and with about uh, 20 other people, and he was teaching us uh, just uh, a Bible study of which today I can't even remember. But I do remember what he said that day. He was talking about uh, what fathers were all about. And he made this statement to all of us. He said that there was a time in his life when he realized that he could not be everything that I needed uh, as a father and that he was going to have to ask God for help to be the father he needed to be. Up until that point, uh, my expectation of my father was that he was supposed to be more than he could ever possibly be. It dawned on me that day that my father realized that that only God could be everything that I needed. It was a great day because I stopped being so critical of my dad. I have an amazing father, but I was able to shift away from him who could never be everything that I need and focus on a father who loves me in a way that no one could. So I'm so grateful for my relationship with God because really, truly, God is my father. Uh, I had and have an amazing father. So this day means a lot to me. Uh, I, I'm, I love uh, calling up my dad and saying happy Father's Day. But even I, who are so blessed to be the son of a loving, caring, protective, nurturing father, realize that my dad is not enough to meet my deepest needs. At some point for all of us, we, we have to look past our earthly fathers and see our heavenly father. He's our only help. Uh, we desperately need earthly fathers to step up, yes, I agree. But our biggest problem is not that. Our greatest problem is not our earthly fathers. Our greatest problem is our disconnection with the one who can really satisfy. Our greatest need is to be connected to Abba Father, uh, the God of the universe, the, the Father of all. Uh, whether we had great, good, bad, absent, or non-existent dads, we all need to love of Abba Father, the only perfect dad. Unfortunately, uh, because uh, for many of us, because of our past uh, experiences with our earthly fathers, we compare God uh, to that example and refuse to come to, to God the Father who really can take care of us. I, lo I love the testimony uh, of Jesus when he makes reference to his father. All through scripture, you see Jesus making reference to this, this father uh, for many of us, uh, a father that we really can't relate to, uh, one that is just amazing, perfect in every way, uh, always present, loving, caring, compassionate, protective, uh, merciful, uh, just everything that we really can't relate to. Jesus was always, always referencing his life as compared to his father's. It was, his father was his reference point for love, for excellence, for nurture, for care. And it was always in reference to his father that he operated in a function on earth. And to this day, that's how he functions with us. He always points us to life uh, that we can only find through his father. 
Jesus celebrated his relationship with his father with his father all the time. Uh, his father was his greatest joy. God really isn't our problem. He's actually the solution. Uh, Jesus would say to us in so many words, he would say, and he says to us in scripture, he says, I want you to meet my father. My father's the solution for all your problems. Jesus comes to us very proud of who his father is. Jesus comes to us out of uh, having a perfect relationship with his father. And to understand, Jesus relates to us and approaches us out of this incredible, incredible experience of perfect unity with his dad. His father is the, the sender, uh, the reference point, the example, and the key to perfect and eternal life. God the Father needs to become our reference point. Now, the New Testament especially is filled with all kinds of examples of God's love. Old Testament too, but we see this explained so beautifully in the New Testament of, of this relationship that Jesus had with his Father and, and therefore this example of this amazing love that God the Father has for us. And, and one, of the, one of the most beautiful illustrations of this uh, is a prayer of Jesus that he prayed. It's recorded uh, in the letter written from John uh, in John chapter 17. It's a, it's a prayer to his Father. Uh, uh, for us, actually. It's a, a prayer that he prayed just before he was crucified so that we could be saved. Uh, just before he made a way for us to have access to his Father. I want to I want to start... Uh, where John 17 starts at verse 1. I want you to hear this prayer. It's such an incredible prayer. But essentially, uh, throughout this chapter, Jesus is what he's saying is here. He's praying uh, that God would actually glorify, glorify himself uh, by saving us, uh, glorify himself by keeping us in relationship with the Father, that, that he would glorify uh, God uh, by protecting us uh, from the evil one, that he would glorify himself by, by making us one uh, in unity with his Father. John 17, he says this, uh, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. This word glorify is such a, an incredible word, but at its core, uh, it means to, to shine, to express. In other words, when Jesus is saying glorify, uh, glor glorify yourself, God, be glorified, he's saying shine, God, shine through me. When we say God be glorified, we're saying God shine brighter than everything else. When people, when I say, when, when people say uh, may God be glorified in my life. What we're really saying is that God be seen over everything else in me, that he be the one that is seen and observed, shining through us. 
Jesus is saying here, glorify your son. In other words, uh, make your son shine and be seen. He says that your son may also glorify you. What Jesus is saying here in his prayer, he's saying that God, uh, God, Father, make me shine so that I can shine you. They were so united that when, when Jesus was lifted up, he lifted up the Father. When he shined, he shined his Father. He was the total example and representation of his Father. As you have, he says, as you've given him authority over all this, that, that you should give eternal life to as many as you've given. And he says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. Jesus is saying here that truly glorification, true glorification comes when we experience knowledge of the Father. We have intimate relationship with God. That's eternal life. That's, that's true living comes when we actually know his Father. Jesus is saying, I want you to meet my dad. And if you meet my dad, you're going to really truly be living. My dad is the place to be. Meet my dad and truly know what living is all about. That, you, that they may know you is Jesus' prayer. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Shine in me so that I can shine you, Father, so that people can know you. Because only in God the Father is their life. I think that's incredible. Jesus always referenced life, all good things, in reference to his relationship with his father. I have a daughter uh, who I love dearly, and when she was a teenage girl, uh, there were times I felt the need uh, to protect her. And uh, there was one day when there was a young man who came to our house, and uh, he was trying to come into the house when I wasn't there. And uh, my daughter very wonderfully said to him, I'm sorry, you can't come in here uh, until my parents come home. Well, he didn't want to take no for an answer, so uh, he tried to crawl through windows and other things, trying to get into the house. And then uh, we showed up. Well, as you can imagine, I had a conversation with this young man because I love my daughter. This is what I said to this young man. I said, let me be your reference point uh, for how girls should be treated. Uh, when my daughter tells you no, I want you to hear my voice and see my face. Oh, I really feel sorry for this guy now because I really scared him more than I wanted to. Essentially what I was saying to him was is that if you wanna live another day, do what I say in regard to my daughter. I wanted to be the reference point for this young man to understand that when it comes to my daughter and how he should treat my daughter, how he should think of my daughter, he needed to think of me. Jesus is saying to us uh, that his father was his reference point of what eternal life really is and what living is. God needs to become our reference point. The loving Father, true living comes only through him. Jesus continues in his prayer. He says this, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I'm glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one 
as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus prays, Father, glor glorify yourself by, by being known to these people. Be eternal life through their knowledge of you, Father. He keeps praying and he says, and Father, keep them. Keep them close to you that they may not be lost. Uh, just like you held on to me, he says, hold on to them. Again, his father's relationship, his, he and his father's relationship becomes this reference point. So just like God, that you hung on to me, hang on to them. Be as inseparable with them as you are with me. That close relationship with his father, the reference point, the perfect measure of how it should be with us. Keep them, keep them so that they will not be lost. He goes on, verse 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. In this portion of his prayer, he's saying, I'm not asking you to, to take them out of the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of their circumstances, but that they would not be hurt by the evil one. Protect them from the evil one as they remain in the world. In the world, but set apart, sanctified, sanctify them, separate them from the evil one in the world, but not of it, declaring the love of God to unbelievers. Jesus here is saying, yes, uh, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world. You didn't, you're not taking me out of the world. You, Father, have left me here. You have asked me to be here so that I can be salvation. What Jesus is saying here in this passage is that he's saying, God, please treat them like you treated me. Uh, entrust to them what you entrusted to me. Jesus loves us enough to send us to this difficult world just as his father did to him. He's asking his father, send them, keep them in the world just like you kept me in the world. The father is his reference point of what true fathers are supposed to do, to be ambassadors, to, to be lights, to shine for this loving father. Jesus continues in his prayer. And this prayer extends not only for the apostles of this day and the believers of that time, but it extends to you and to me. I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you, have, which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me. You have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may be behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. 
And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. I would ask you to, uh, that after you listen to me today, that you would actually go and pull up John 17 and just pour over it. Uh, these words are so beautiful. It's just this incredible prayer of Jesus uh, begging God for us that we would have the same kind of sweetness and intimacy with God the Father as Jesus had with his Father. What an amazing prayer. He says, make them one, just like we're one. Uh, let them have a relationship as sweet as our relationship. Wow, what an amazing reference point. And I think for probably many of us, uh, this is something that we can't relate to. Uh, a relationship so close with your father that you wish that everyone could have a relationship so wonderful. This is what Jesus is saying here. Lord, he's saying, God, Father, uh, let them uh, know you like I know you. Treat them like you've treated me. Uh, this is a man uh, who is very proud of his father. Uh, we're made perfect through this oneness. We have eternal life through this oneness. We're, we're kept safe and protected uh, through this oneness, through this intimacy with God. We become part of, of the purposes of God uh, as we enter into relationship with him. Jesus saying, God, please, God the Father, Father of God, love them just like you love me. I'll never forget this. When I was uh, 18 years old, going to the United States, uh, I grew up in West Africa. And uh, when I got to the United States, I uh, didn't have a lot of clothes, uh, just uh, for many different reasons. And I knew that I was gonna have to purchase clothes when I got to the States to start university. My dad had gone ahead of me, and uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, he had purchased a lot of clothes for me already, left them in a suitcase with my uncle. And uh, when I got to the house, uh, found the suitcase, and opened it up, I was shocked at everything that was in it. My dad, who knew me so well, had uh, already purchased uh, two suits, uh, two sport jackets, shirts, uh, jeans, ties, uh, dress shoes, all kinds of clothes that, by the way, fit me perfectly because Dad knows me so well. I'll never forget how loved I felt uh, by my father. Uh, I bragged to all my new friends and old friends about how, uh, how much my dad loved me and what he did for me. I'm still bragging about it today. I was amazed by this incredible act of love uh, for me, his son. Even today, I love to say, see how much my dad loves me. Uh, this uh, true life event in my life has helped me understand really what Jesus is saying to us. He's saying, uh, look, uh, in all the different ways, my father loves me in ways that you, can, you probably couldn't even imagine, but uh, I, I want you to experience this kind of same love that I have, uh, that my father has for me. I want you to experience this same love for yourself. God truly loves us. And we see this all through scripture, but sometimes we ignore it just because we can't imagine it to be true when we compare that kind of love that we're hearing about to the kind of love that we experience from fathers here. Uh, God truly loves us. Uh, he has made a way for us to, to live eternally in his presence, uh, to be with him forever. 
God's made a way for us to experience life uh, eternal uh, in his presence. He knows us in every single detail. The Bible tells us that, that he knew us before we were even uh, born. Uh, he, he is a, a detailed God, knows every single aspect of us. He loves us dearly. He, he's not an absent father. Uh, he's present and, and knows us intimately. Uh, just like my dad knew exactly how uh, to purchase clothes for me without measuring me, uh, this is how uh, my Heavenly Father knows me, but, but even more so. Uh, uh, he uh, knew me while I was being formed in my mother's womb. He, there's just uh, Psalms 139, just all of these passages that show and point to our amazing, loving Father who knows us so intimately and looks at us, notices us, and knows every single detail of his creation, us. He comes to us. He loves us. We're told also in Scripture that he's available. This is how God loves us. He knows every detail of our lives, even more so than we know about ourselves. And he's available. Luke 18, 16 says this, that Jesus called to him and said, let the little children come to me. He said, come, I want to be with you. He's available at all times. He's the father that when you go to him to have a conversation, he is available. He's the father who would never tell us, I don't have time right now. He always has time always has time for us. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come to me. Come, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come, find rest with me. I'm available. The Bible teaches us that God the Father is generous. He says, you know what? Uh, because you don't believe I'm generous, uh, until now you've asked for nothing. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. John 16 Verse 24, Jesus uh, talks to us about this loving Father, uh, available Father, generous Father, compassionate Father, protective Father, a life-saving Father, one who gives us life eternal, perfect life. Uh, this is the Father he's talking about. And he says, come meet my dad. Wow. Wow. Don't you know that uh, if Jesus were here on this day, don't you know he would be screaming Happy Father's Day at the top of his lungs with joy that we probably couldn't even relate to or understand, but Happy Father's Day. Let's celebrate the one who really is the perfect dad, the Father, God the Father. I believe that uh, this invitation to eternal life. This invitation truly is to us of true living is through this intimate relationship with God the Father. Uh, he invites us to become his children, uh, to become his family. I love how Paul describes this in Galatians 4. He says that in the fullness of time, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those, to save those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. Eternal life comes as we become a child of God. We become sons of God the Father. And he says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, 
father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. All of our problems in our life, uh, all the gaps in our lives, uh, are, are, are seen in the, uh, the, in the reality in our minds uh, on the issue of God as Father. Uh, all of our gaps come down to our understanding of that uh, relationship with God the Father and the complete work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Through faith in Jesus, uh, God becomes our Father. He truly becomes our Father. And all of those gaps, all of those problems that we have in our life are, are filled up. All those gaps are filled uh, through this intimacy with Jesus' Father, God the Father. God gives himself to us, uh, not as an imperfect, absent father, but uh, he comes to us as perfect father, uh, not as a bad father, not, not as a bad father like, a, like an employer to an employee or uh, not, not like a, a slave owner to a slave or uh, not even as like a fellow employee or uh, someone that we compete with or someone who manipulates us, but God comes to us as loving, protective, compassionate Savior. Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit comes into us. The first thing he does when we become children of God is that the Spirit of God through us cries out, Abba, which means Daddy, loving Father. All, of all the blessings of the Holy Spirit, uh, the one that Paul emphasizes most is that, uh, that the Spirit is the, the Spirit of Sonship, who we become a child of God. This is the Spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. His Spirit in us comes and screams out, Daddy. Holy Spirit takes over, and first thing he does is teach you how to understand your Father. He says, He is now your Father. And for many of us, this is the area that we struggle with the most, is understanding what Father really is and how much he truly loves us. God is inviting us to this amazing relationship that we can have. We can truly have an incredible, amazing relationship with our Father. Uh, Jesus needs to become, to us, the reference point of his Father. Won't you let God the Father be your reference point for excellence, for love, for faithfulness, for protection, for salvation? Come to the living Father and look to him today so that you can truly say with complete joy, with complete conviction, that you can truly say with all of your heart, Happy Father's Day. I'd like to just pray for you and uh, for us. And I'd like to ask you, uh, if you're in a group, to pray with others around you. And let's just go to uh, Abba Father, who, who's waiting to have a conversation with us. And uh, let's just give him praise today for being the perfect father, uh, for everything that we need. Uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your grace. I thank you that, Lord, you have made a way for us to have 
sweet, intimate relationship with the Father. Lord, thank you, God, that you have changed our lives. Lord, thank you that, Lord, we truly can have a relationship with you. Lord, thank you for uh, the way that, that, you, that you love us, that you care for us, that you save us, Father. I thank you that you keep us, you protect us. And Lord Jesus, that we get to walk alongside you. Lord, thank you that you are living and, and that you are active in our lives, that you know every detail of our lives. So Father, we today say happy Father's Day to you. We celebrate our relationship with you. We celebrate that you are a perfect Father. Lord Jesus, thank you for healing that you've given us. Lord, as we think of examples here that we live around that, are, that, are, that don't add up to who you are. Lord, thank you that you heal whatever uh, wounds or, or problems that we might have experienced because of uh, examples here that are not up to your standards. Oh, Lord Jesus, we celebrate you as Daddy. And Lord, we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Rico Veca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.